0: This Future Construct podcast episode is supported by Applied Software. Applied Software is on a mission to transform industry by empowering their clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. So visit asti.com, it's A-S-T-I.com. and please let them know that we here at Future Construct and BIM Designs sent you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Future Construct podcast. I am Amy Peck, your host. Today we have a fantastic guest. We have Doug Ludlow, who is the CEO of Main Street. Welcome, Doug.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Great to be here.
0: So I... I have so many questions for you. I'm not quite sure where to begin, uh, but let's start with your kind of personal history and and how you how you came to kind of start Main Street and and what your journey has has been.
1: Sure. Well, that's a it's a long long answer to that question, but I'll give you the short version. So, I, a little about me: I have two kids, wife's an ob down here in Santa Clara. We have a dog. I like to barbecue. That's just that that's me personally. I. For professionally, though, this is my third uh, startup. So I had a company called Hipster. That was an early Instagram competitor. It was acquired by AOL. Uh, started a new company after that. It was called Happy Home. That was kind of like a it was your personal home manager. So like imagine an Angie's List or a Thumbtack uh, with a concierge. Uh, Raised some money for that. Company wasn't ultimately successful, but we were, I guess you can say, acquired by Google to build the Google Home Services. Ad-use. So now that, you know, when you use a, Google for a plumber or an electrician Use the product I built, which is kind of fun. I spent three and a half years at Google, and this is where kind of the Main Street stories uh, begins. I met my two current co-founders there, Dan Lindquist uh, and Daniel Griffin on that team. Uh, you know, and we decided we, we like working together, uh, we built some cool stuff, and we knew we wanted to start a company. And uh, we knew we wanted to start a company that is something we'd be proud of, we could devote our time to. So it's... Uh, that that really was the genesis of, of Main Street, and happy to talk about like why we went the direction we did. But that's that's what got us up to that point.
0: Well, that's that's actually the perfect segue into my other question. Tell us about Main Street because it's a really interesting company.
1: Thank you. I so the, the problem we wanted to solve, right? Uh, when we when we to leave Google for something, is we wanted to help combat what we viewed as a growing inequality, inequality of wealth, of jobs, of education that was emerging most most visibly between wealthy areas, let's say like San Francisco and New York, like much of the rest of the country, especially suburban and rural communities, right? How can we connect hundreds of millions of people uh, to uh, you know, really the economic engine of the, of the 21st century, uh, which is something that's not happening today. So we thought the best way to do this, the best way to create jobs and opportunity was by supporting small businesses, right? As you, you may know, small businesses employ more than anyone else in the world. Uh, most of the world's economic activity flows through small businesses. It's really hard to run a small business. You're kind of on your own, I mean, whether you have a sandwich shop on the board or a small biotech company. So we thought, well, the best way we can create jobs and opportunity is by supporting small businesses and getting them the resources they need. So we left Google on this mission and uh it started Main Street really to fulfill that goal. Uh, it iterated a few ideas and really arrived at where we are today, which is, Uh, We want to be the economic, uh, really the financial operating system for these companies, right? Can we give you uh, advantages that only the world's largest companies traditionally get? You know, the Bones, the Walmarts, the Amazon, sophisticated financial tools, deep product insights, et cetera, do we make it a little easier and democratize access to those things. That really is the core of Main Street. It's getting you you as a small business owner access to tools and uh, financial services and just advantages that normally are out of reach. So we started with uh, our first product we launched. That was relatively simple, but it's, it, it's pretty awesome, you think? Uh, we connect small businesses with this giant world of government credits and incentives, right? Uh, like hundreds of billions of dollars per year given globally uh, out for credits and incentives, like hiring incentives and research and development incentives for uh, doing a certain economic, economic activity or hiring 10 people in downtown Sacramento, California, right? The list goes on and on. And yet the IRS estimates that less than 2% of all small businesses or startups actually take advantage of these credits. So uh, the very first product we launched last year in February was a simple platform that connected your business with government credits. Uh, and we handle all the application, all the processing. We really take a process that used to take dozens of hours and bring it down to a half an hour, far more seamless. And uh, end up saving the average company tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: That's me. I'm literally like, you know, sending you an email right now going, all right, how do I, how do I get on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No.
0: And I think, I think, you know, to your point, I, you know, I've, I've been running my own company for, for a while and, you know, I, and I, and, and I just have a lot of blind spots, you know, there's just things that I'm just not good at. And yeah. my bookkeeper will tell you one of them. <laughs> 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 that I'm the worst. Um, so and, and you had a, a, a pretty amazing announcement recently about some funding.
1: That's right. We raised uh, a total of $60 million in a Series A from uh, Signal Fire, which is our lead VC, and Gradient, who, that's Google's AI focused uh, VC fund, as well as some really great uh, seed and angel uh, funds. And no, it's been really, you know, it's been fantastic working with people.
0: So, you know, it's interesting because we spend so much time, you know, talking about, you know, future technology and and what what what's coming and the evolution. And not only do I love the fact that your company is called Main Street and that it's just evocative of community, but I think you were ahead of the curve because now that that is the focus, right? We've all been home for a year and and you know, people are really rethinking about what's important. I think a lot of people also want to be in control of their future. That's right. And and, and here you have a solution that I'm sure there's a lot of tech involved on the back end. But, you know, that sort of consumer facing or your, you know, customer facing is is this really seamless experience. And that's really what technology is all about. So I'd love to just kind of hear, you know... um, maybe even where you think the evolution of this is going to go and, sure. and this notion of community and, and this, this kind of re reinfusing, uh you know, small business.
1: Yeah. I think reinvigorating small business is going to be the economic theme of the next 10 years, right. Especially after all we've been through I mean, the last year. And just as you watch this, you know, this inequality that's arising, you have these, these enormous corporations that generate enormous wealth. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and yet, but those aren't the people who create jobs from the ground up, right? And so already over the last five to 10 years, you've seen a rethinking of the way small businesses are financed, small businesses get get, get tooling, uh, that they're supported by government. And I think those trends are only going to accelerate, right? Uh, as people go distributed, and as some people work from home and some people don't, right? Uh, most people don't know this. There's actually tax credits and incentives and savings you can get as an individual working from home, right? There's there's all sorts of things that are, it's almost, it's a fragmented market, right? All these different advantages you can have as a small business owner. Uh, I think hopefully the next 10 years, we'll see not only consolidation of that and things like Main Street are helping make that possible, but you'll also see more opportunity, more help from government, more access to financial tools. Uh, I, if you look at the world of FinTech, right? Or the world of you know global finance, there are trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars uh locked up. And fintech, and especially small business fintech, represents what may end up being one of the greatest transfers of wealth uh in the history of mankind, which comes from like uh can we can we give the small business the access to these trillions of dollars and advantages that no one would have missed out on? Uh, and if we can do that, uh things will look very different.
0: This episode of the Future Construct Podcast is supported by the amazing team at Applied Software. They have solutions for any modern project. Applied Software is on a mission to transform industry by empowering their clients and being the champions of innovation with their real-world expert consultants. They have a comprehensive suite of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing, and they have a singular focus to help you achieve higher performance have software training, support, consulting and custom development. Applied Software has you absolutely covered for all of your workflow needs and BIM Designs is proud to be a client and partner of Applied Software. So visit asti.com that is a s t i .com and please let them know that Future Construct and BIM Designs sent you. You know, I agree and I think that um, you know, just even looking at the landscape of, of how enterprises and uh, you know, are are also lacking in innovation in general. You have, you know, a handful of companies that are really embracing and, you know, have the resources to to really have robust kind of technology R&D, you know, teams and centers of excellence. Um, But, you know, I think you're right. I think this opportunity of, uh, you know, small business and and really the individual kind of being much more empowered within their own lives. I think a lot of people also were laid off over the last few years Sure. Um, you know, and and have families and and then this whole new sense of, newfound sense of community, but with the added layer of being part of something bigger in this kind of global economy and this global responsibility. So have you seen some of those kinds of trends also emerging around, even just around, um, you know, what I guess what you would call corporate responsibility, but for small businesses?
1: That's a great question. I, I do think there's a, I think there's a recognition, right, from from small businesses and startups, that they do play a role in this broader ecosystem and that they do play a role in their community, right? Uh, you see more and more uh, small businesses investing, actually, in, in for example, employee benefits. Uh, they give them access to things they don't normally wouldn't get. Uh, I think there's they're going to be a pull towards local in a way we we haven't seen for a while. Like I think that after the recovery from the last year i think you see more and more emphasis on hyper local businesses right uh, and incentives to shop at your local store or to be a, or patronize your local business really underscore this as that this is you know these are communities right uh, this is the strongest way to the strongest way to strengthen your community is to go shop at a small business right and the strongest way a small business can strengthen their business and their and their community is by taking care of their employees right so it's this it's this really wonderful virtual cycle that can occur, the, the, the more the small business takes care of their employees, the more their employees have money to go spend in the community, the more those businesses will, will, will go. So I think corporate responsibility, I think has this, I don't know, you think big giant corporations and giant giving programs or, or jacks, uh, you don't you often hear that phrase applied to small businesses, but I think it's something, it's a recognition. I think what small businesses do for their very nature uh, they have to embrace corporate responsibility and community responsibility to survive.
0: And you, I guess you build the sort of economic ecosystem within your community. And you know, I it's funny you're in Santa Clara. I I was part of the Texas, and I just moved from uh, San Francisco to Austin, Texas, oh, nice. and. You know, but, but I, you know, I, I've heard of, in fact, our, you know, our mutual friend has, has moved to Barbados and I think people are moving to far-flung places, but also I think to more rural areas. Um, And I think that, that, that this model that you've just described might be a real benefit. I mean, are you seeing in terms of your inbounds and your customer base, uh, are they, are they coming from larger cities or are you seeing it sort of trend upward, you know, into suburban and even more rural areas?
1: A year ago. Before this, like you know, Texas, as you said, uh, or this this really this diaspora of, of of tech companies, most of our companies were based in San Francisco, New York, right? That we would work with. Now it's maybe fifty percent San Francisco, New York. The rest everywhere else. And certainly we see a distribution of of employees. Uh, most I and mean, there, there are some companies where you'll, you'll 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 never be distributed. Like if you work at a hospital, you have to be there. If you work at a, at a restaurant, you have to be there but there are tens of millions of businesses that fall in the category of you can be anywhere, right? Uh, And we've we've definitely seen that, uh, just like many others, definitely seen that trend. You know, we have, we connect to people's payroll systems. We connect to like, you know, business companies, critical business systems. And we get to know these companies really well well, inside and out. And the level of dispersion that has taken place amongst their employees is, is kind of staggering, which actually for our business is good, because now it means you're eligible for 20 different states uh you know tax oh, rates rather than just yes. one. So I mean, for multiple reasons, we're all for that.
0: <laughs> I think that's great. And so is is the focus now with um, with this with this raise that you're you're going to really just expand and you are going to help every company, you know, in in the in United, well, I guess I am assuming it's the United States because these are of yep. these are government related. Um, but, or are you looking to expand your product line?
1: We're doing both, right? So I think you can see a, uh, there. we'll go deeper in certain areas and expand in, in certain areas. For example, uh, you know we'll, we're continuously adding new credits to our tax credit product, right? And there will be a constant drumbeat of, uh, you know, there's 2000 credits in the United States. We'll keep adding ones that are valuable. We're also going to, you know, uh, keep our nose to the gra- ears in the grass or whatever the term is, uh, when a new credit comes out, right? Then we'll launch that as fast as we can, right? So we'll always be adding depth, uh, but we'll be adding new products as well. We're in the middle of piloting and uh, about ready to launch uh, a benefits platform, right? That provides benefits to startups and small business employees. And just like Main Street, the our core product, helps companies save money without doing much work. This will do the same for employees. Employees will be able to save money without doing much work.
0: That's great. I love that. And then let's let's just sort of talk about you know a global view. I mean, things have changed quite a bit. Um, and it, I, I, again, I think it's 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 so remarkable that you started this company. You know, it was in 2019. That's right. And then we are here today. And it, it just seems like you know you were you were doing your work, and then all of a sudden, the whole world looked at you.
1: <laughs> That's great. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, but but you know, just what do you see as? I mean, there there's some fear in the economy in general because of you know a lot of the influx of, of government cash. Um, you know there there's been obviously political turmoil. We don't definitely don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Sure. Um, but do do you see this kind of outlook of you know like you know, ca- you know caution or are people? Do you feel like no? We're just we're going full steam ahead now.
1: Well, I think if you look at the startup environment, you see big, the biggest fundraises that have ever happened. You see a massive amount of capital and you see zero fear. And that's probably a bad thing, right? We probably should be a little more scared about what's going on. Uh, it, it's hard to reconcile that we have a roaring startup economy and yet still unemployment remains high, right? The stock market remains really high and unemployment rate. So it's I don't know what type of correction there will be, right? My concern is that the correction we'll see is not that the companies who are doing well or those who, uh, you know, those who have made a lot of money are going to, to lose it. My concern is if what happens if we disconnected our economy from the needs of truly the poorest in our country or those who are unemployed. I think you saw over this last year, you know, how is it that so many people were laid off and the stock market was at its highest, right? Uh, it's as if we've disconnected a big portion of the economy from a big portion of our citizenry. That's the type of thing to where, long term, I know we go down quite the rabbit hole here, too, but uh, that's incredibly destabilizing over the long run. For, for the, I mean, that's what you saw at the French Revolution 200 years ago, right? When you have massive inequalities. Uh, but for the time being, I think I don't see a, a massive correction. I'm not smart enough to be able to predict if, if there would be one. Uh, it's much more the long-term consequences of what happens if the stock market keeps roaring for those who have and the economy isn't able to provide for those who don't.
0: And do you see an opportunity for, you know, y- your company to get, um, you know, so large and influential, you know, because you're working with, you know, this, this broad swath of small business that you might even be able to influence tax credits that are that are coming down the pipe because especially you know you mentioned that there are tax credits for you know hiring certain people in certain locations yeah i mean is that sort of the goal to have that level of impact and 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 maybe influence to to help some of these challenges
1: it is so let let's talk about walmart for a second walmart employs more than any private employer in the united states 1.6 million people well that's just a tiny fraction of the amount that small businesses employ right but a small business on their own has no power to, to ship policy no power to really change anything what happens though if with a company like Main Street, we're able to aggregate together you know millions of these small businesses representing millions if not tens of millions of employees suddenly you have uh, you know our little company would have the ability to Negotiate with governments at the rate of you know multiple Walmart's, right? Multiple Microsoft. That's a power that becomes really extraordinary, and it really would help uh, bring again. If our whole goal is to democratize access to these uh, advantages that the companies have, well, why shouldn't the small business also have access to uh, lobbying, to congressional support, to the ability to shape policy, right? Uh, That would be an amazing thing if Main Street were able to help. You know, slightly influence U.S. tax policy, and U.S. Uh, employment policy to be more favorable to small businesses and their employees. Now, that would be a that would be a dream and the a true fulfillment of what we're trying to do.
0: And there's something that was funny. Before you even said the word lobby, I thought, God, wouldn't Main Street Lobby? That just sounds like a great. that's a great name.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Main Street name works over and over and over again.
0: It really does.
1: We'll eventually, pivot into an ice cream shop, and that still works.
0: It's. Just, uh, <laughs> this is true. And then you'd be able to save yourself money with tax credits. It's all, it's all a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah, it's so, all the law.
0: <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about tech because you, know, you have some experience, um, you know, at, at Google, what were some of the, I know you're not allowed to tell tales out of school at Google, but um, you know, of the publicly known things that Google is working sure. on, um, you know, what, what, kind of emerging tech do you, do you see having the most promise Uh, and and maybe even let's relate it to small business? Like what are some of the, you know, how how would they be leveraging blockchain or AI or AR?
1: That's a good question. The thing that is always running under the surface that no one really talks about, I don't know how to connect this to small businesses, but the thing that you'd always hear at the corner of companies like Google and now Microsoft and certainly many companies in China are investing in this, is quantum computing right? It's this orders of magnitude step up in the type of processing power we can have. And I don't think, so the startup ecosystem is very good at taking what's released or what's about to be released and building on top of that, right? Uh, I don't know if we're ready for what are the consequences when we can process at order of magnitudes, you know, greater than we have before. What does that mean for the stock market? What does that mean for healthcare? If I can Suddenly, use these uh, amazing machines to diagnose my chance of cancer in 30 years, right? I, there's an enormous, and that combined with AI, right? Uh, there's an enormous amount of potential that I don't think we've really quite grasped what can happen because of this, right? Uh, we, we, we tend to think in days or years when we turn to technology, like, hey, I'm excited for the new PlayStation to come out. I'm excited for the new Xbox, or hey, my, my refrigerator now has a TV on it, these things. Uh, if something fundamentally changes the way that you know, computers work, right? And significantly speeds it up and that Google is working on that. Microsoft is working on that. Like, uh, I don't know what that means for the world, but it, it means a lot of access to things we've never dreamed of before. It also means that the companies and the countries who control these uh, will have access to enormous power. That's why there's often now, uh, you talk about a race between China and the United States, talking about like the race to build AI. And billions and billions of dollars we be invested in this. So uh, long story short, like I know like I, there's lots of other great things that Google, for example, is working on. Uh, but it's these kind of quiet, big projects that are most interesting because if they work, they change the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think positively, but, you know, one of the things that I get asked all the time, um, and, it, and it is a conundrum, and, and this this could be another Main Street product, is, you know, the, the fact that Large companies, wealthy companies, wealthy nations have access to better, newer technology. They're also able to attract the the brain trust with you know better lifestyle, better quality living, everything. Sure. Um, and and so, how how do you see? And actually, I do kind of love this as a mainstream product. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to workshop this. Um, but you know, do you see a, a way to to make this technology more accessible to small? companies.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right. I think there's a, and, and that's really what this whole wave of companies coming around now is doing in their own ways, taking a, a piece of what used to only be available uh, at the big company, make it available to small company. A great example of that is one of the companies we partner with. It's a company called ramp I'm giving them a free promotion here. So maybe they'll give us a discount. What ramp does is it spins up a corporate card system and an expense policy system, that rivals what you get at a large company, right? A sophisticated, big, giant, corporate level uh, reimbursement program that any small business can take. I mean, that saves the small business hours and hours and hours. And again, it's not world-changing technology, but it is taking like some of the things that the large companies take for granted and make them available to us. And, and that, it's less of these like big, giant, sexy technologies, right? It's more of like, it's the APIification of the world that has enabled us. Now now suddenly, like five years ago, every piece of software didn't talk to every other piece. Now it does. So when you can tie your bank account together with your accounting system, with your HR, with your corporate card, and they all start talking, that gets really exciting. That enables us to offer small businesses the same uh, service and technology that the large companies have.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah and I think, I think even just in the putting a layer of, you know AI behind that to help you optimize your spending and investment. I think it kind of goes on and on. Actually, have a, I have a potential partner for you? A data, a, a very large data company, that you know. To your point, you just mentioned. You know, people people have I think have the perception that some of these large technology companies are just too expensive and don't service small business. And you know, I had a call with them last week, and they're uh, kind of you know they're a huge company. And they said, Oh no, 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 We We actually have, you know, a lot of small business. And, and I think that's even just part of it. I think, I think part of it is even just perception. You know, you sort of feel a you're in the weeds all the time because yeah. you're running a small business. Totally. Um, and then, you know, and, and then B it's some, I think sometimes it can kind of seem, you know, just inaccessible.
1: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree.
0: So, all right, let's talk about, uh, I don't know, you know, I have a bee in my bonnet about this whole NFT thing. It's nothing related to what we're talking about, sure. but it's kind of annoying me. So let's let's maybe go off on NFTs a little bit.
1: Sure. It just makes <laughs> me wish I I was a digital artist, right? You know, and sell my <laughs> NFTs for millions of dollars. I honestly, I have no idea how this is sustainable at all, right? Mm-hmm. I, NFT. I, I the idea of having it like something that is permanent something that is affixed to one thing when you're talking about let's say a mortgage or a home deed well that's that's in that's interesting you, we need some sense of permanence like i'd love it if my NF, if i had an nft of my birth certificate right that would last and be identifiable to me anywhere that is theoretically interesting it, it solves a real, real problem having artwork right that or videos that anyone else has i do I honestly, I don't understand. I, yeah. uh, I suppose if you can resell it to someone else, there is a marketplace. And there's a, there's a marketplace for everything. I just can't imagine that the that the market will be eternal. You'll also notice there's a big drop off. Bitcoin dropped in value almost fifty percent over the last few months, right? Uh, NFT suddenly the buzz disappeared because a lot of you know Bitcoin. Overnight, Bitcoin millionaires suddenly lost it all, right? And they don't have the time to diversify into other sources of crypto. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Not only do I not fully understand NFTs, or at least the, I don't understand the appeal. Uh, I'm very, very, very bearish on the concept.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think you're right, but I, but but I, I like that you brought up the point, which is which is. I think what people forget about kind of the utility of NFTs and actually really blockchain more than cryptocurrency per se is just sort of this, this permanence, it's, it can be around identity, it can be around your data. And, And to me, that offers us the first step in actually kind of taking back control of our data. But as is the same with cryptocurrency, you know, NFTs has just become kind of a wild west. And any time you kind of create this, you know, fury because people are sort of, it's it's like the, you know, it's like a digital get rich quick screen scheme. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it kind of diminishes what the core right. value of the technology is. Anyway, I'm, I just had to, I had to get that off my chest.
1: I mean, I agree. <laughs> if you, you remember back in the day when so much of the internet was kind of pop-up ads and scams and like it really scared a lot of people off the internet uh, for a long time You're worried about your credit card the cryptocurrency world and entities has to come past that point where it's just used by you know a very select group of people and reeks of scams
0: yeah yeah and i think then then just the general public doesn't have time to like really dig into the technology because it's very mind numbing and confusing but blockchain has, you know, the opportunity to, to really kind of change the value system and change the way we think about data and to allow us to have a digital identity and a real identity and kind of bring people onto the, the grid and, and open up a whole realm of possibility. But I think, I think just like, you know, you, you mentioned with the Internet, it's going to scare people. This whole, you know, crypto thing is going to you know, scare people away for, for many, many years. Sure. <laughs> so we took a hard, a hard left turn there. Um, <laughs> right. but, uh, but so let's, I'm going to ask you my, 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 the question I ask absolutely everyone. And, and uh, hopefully it's not a, a blockchain related answer, but it can be if you <laughs> want it to be, because it's, sure. it's, your, it's your show. Um, but you know, if you could project yourself you know, 15, 20 years in the future, and you could bring with you any gadget or sort of service or just something that, that makes you personally happy. Yeah. What would it be, and what would it do?
1: And you know, so, just to understand, it, if I'm taking something back from 20 years in the future, or no,
0: you're, you're, I mean, bringing with you. Uh, I, I, I didn't explain it well. It's basically you, you wake up, and it's 20 years from now. What's the thing that that makes you the most happy? Oh, that's and it's, and it, because it's an, it's an, you know, it's a new product or thing or invention.
1: Perfect. Well, first off, one year from now, I'm waiting for the Cybertruck. I know they're building it in Austin where you are.
0: I know. I've it been on the cool, list right?
1: from day one, and it keeps going on. So that's I, – I, I maybe I'd have a 19-year-old Cybertruck at that point. No, so <laughs> what – I don't know if this would make me happy, but what I hope occurs in our lifetime is – I mean, actually what Theranos was trying to do back in the day, if you press a button and he diagnosed with – whatever ailment you might, you might have. I, you know, it's a personal question. My mom died of a pretty rare, very hard to diagnose cancer. Right. And so if you can, if she could have like very quickly been, Oh, it turns out we're able to scan you and uh, you let you know that you have this risk, go check yourself. And it became something that wasn't, you know, a big, a big check wasn't a once a year giant invasive procedure. I and mean, that would change the world in a way that uh, everything we've been talking about is this whole time doesn't even come close to doing so right and so it's i hope that silicon valley gets its act together and moves away from you know i mean we don't always focus on frivolous things but we do a lot uh and that with Theranos and the failure there didn't scare people away from like what if we applied this amazing technology that we're building to you know the health of 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 mankind, like, uh, and miniaturizing it and democrat, just like Main Street, we're trying to democratize access to big company tools. What if we could democratize access, uh, to what we consider amazing medical tools and, uh, put that in your pocket, just like the iPhone, put the internet out of your pocket. That's what would blow me away.
0: I love that. Well, I think you're going to get your wish because, you know, the sort of digital therapeutics and, um, you know, uh, uh, all, all of the, uh, the sort of, the sort of self-wellness, I think, you know, like being able to actually, you know monitor yourself on a daily basis but then to your point the bigger picture of of these democratized tests i think that's uh i think that's a worthy cause and i, I think you're going to get your wish I
1: hope so
0: <laughs> well it's been great chatting with you i really had fun thank you so much for joining us today
1: it was totally my pleasure thanks for having me